It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Joined by my esteemed co-host, co-host and colleague, Paddy Kelly. Paddy, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. This is the second, uh, the second, um, second time second in we've done today. Second yeah. time in nine hours. Second time in nine hours. Yeah, yeah. We did have a bit of crack. It was. Uh, what it was what else would you be doing on a bank holiday? I know well, it's, it's not a bank, bank holiday for, for those. Had a bank holiday in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. I fallen victim of that already today when I was inside the meeting at work and I went, uh, so are you all delighted to be working in your bank holiday? And yeah, I keep on forgetting the bank holiday in the UK is the, is the 28th, I think. Um, it's the end of the month. But um, yeah, we had we had the draw for the Europa Conference League today. If you didn't see that, go back and watch two, confu- two confused Irishmen. Well, I way more confused than Paddy because I was listening to it in my, in my earphones while listening to Paddy as they were trying to draw it. But uh, it was good crack. And look, we... Myself and Paddy always wanted Hibs and the potential to have Hibs, should I say, because a lot of people are saying Villa drew Hibs, but they didn't. They drew the winners of Hibs and Luzerne who play on, on Thursday night. And uh, we'll all be watching that intently with the potential trip to Easter Road coming up on the 24th of August. Um, and then the reverse fixture then back in Villa Park on the 31st of August, which will be um, an interesting affair regardless of who we play. Um, Paddy, let's start with something... Not pre, not preview of the season. Um, I know that's what we said in the in the graphic, but um, photographs circulating in, and I see actually you guys are just opening up the comments there. I see you guys are already talking about it. Photographs cir- circulating about the the whole end, and the top of the T is missing off the whole end, Paddy, um, because of some building work that's going on at the moment. Um, I'm led to believe that's the wheelchair access, uh, the the wheelchair access uh, accessible seats, uh, that that is going in there, and that the that the, I suppose the mosaic or whatever you want to call it for the seats is going to be redesigned um, there. 
Uh, but that's not the terrorist view, sure it's not. Because I've seen on I've seen on 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 social media that you know a lot of people were very angry. And, and look, I, as I say, I I don't have a, a a dog in the fight either way. I just want the mural to be back in there. I want the whole den to be there in the seats. I think that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I knew we, the the club always said that there was going to be a disabled platform there for for uh, access for seats. I think it's eight dis- eight wheelchair accessible seats and eight um handler seats or eight uh, um co accompanying seats or whatever the case may be yeah yeah yeah, are going to be there and that there was going to be roughly um i can't remember how many seats they said would be taken out for for to accommodate that but that's not am i right in saying that that's what that looks like it is paddy because the terrace view is on the opposite side if i'm not right yeah from what what i gather the the terrace view is on the other side of the of the whole thing so i I don't i don't think that that is the case um I, I'm just more concerned of the fact that the, the, the whole den doesn't have the top of the tea. So I, yeah. I, I want that rectified because it just looks a bit silly. That That's all. It just looks a bit silly. It's aesthetically not pleasing on the eye. And I'm pretty sure they can, uh, with moving around a few seats, can uh, can uh, sort that out. And yeah. It won't, it won't look anything different, I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's, look, it is a hot button topic at the moment, the terrorist view, the fact that yeah. people can, and we've never actually, I don't think we've spoken about this, Paddy. In fact, we haven't. I know we haven't spoken about this because I think when you were on holidays, this is when a lot of this came out. Or, or It was always coming out, but it was when, it, like, I got the email. I got the email. Um, if I was living in Birmingham right now and I was on the season waiting list, I would have found it difficult not to jump at the chance at that, provided I could afford it from a selfish point of view, but from a moralistic point of view, you know, I would have been jumping thousands of people in, yeah. in the in, in, in the ticketing line. Um we, we can get into the whole to the whole terrorist view piece a piece in a moment. I think it's been extremely poorly handled. Um but I think a lot of the, 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 the backlash to this photograph tonight is because it was it's assumed that this is what the terrorist view is, but exactly. the terrorist view is yeah. actually the outside. I, I could be wrong, as I say. I don't know. I just saw the photograph and I was just scro- scrolling through Twitter just before we came on there. But yeah. Um Look, I, I, I have an opinion on the terrorist view and a lot uh, people won't like it. Some people will understand it when, when I spell it out to them. But we need to generate income. Where they've made this mistake is they've generated this probably two years too early. So my my opinion is that there is a place for it, but to jump people in the queue for season tickets was probably a mistake, I feel. And they could have done this in two years' time and people would not have even noticed because I still believe that with, with all the extra seats that are going to be put in, we, we still will we'll end up with very little of a waiting list because there's a lot of people in there whose circumstances have changed, who have moved away, who uh, not wor- not working anymore, no interest anymore. Um, and look, the, the people that just put their, their names down there just to be on the list. You don't know what situation. I have a friend who was offered a season ticket this year and just financially couldn't do it. That's mm. just that's just unlucky on, on his behalf. He's raging, but he's unlucky. So... When when we see the North Stand rebuilt, we're going to have probably another few thousand corporate seats incorporated in there. So this, 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 is, yeah. this, this is progress to, to have this there. It's probably just been rushed in too quick. For me, that's my opinion. Some people would say that's a lot of bollocks. 
but that's the way I see it. Unfortunately, when you grow, you need to create income from somewhere, and that's that's what they've decided to do. And I just think they've done it too early. That's all. I exactly, I, and and I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I don't have a problem with a uh, with this. My, my but, sorry, I don't have a problem with the idea of a uh, fifteen, sixteen hundred quid seat if somebody wants to pay for it. My problem with it is is the whole thing is kind of sacred. And I know that's the unique selling point at this moment in time. That is the unique selling point at this very moment in time. So when you say two years too early, I say probably maybe three, four, five years too early for the whole end aspect of it. I think yeah. you could have brought it in the North Stand with the new store. North Stand's going to be built. It's going to be perfect. You can maybe say, hey, yeah, look, give you a whatever's going to be built onto the side of it. You get everything with it, with it included for that 15 or 1600 quid. And that could be your enticement. Because what's happened here is the biggest biggest problem for me here is people are moved out of the whole end to facilitate these tickets, and people could have had those tickets for 20, 30 no, years. I, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think anyone was moved out of the whole end to facilitate Sorry, these tickets. The, the, the people moved out of the whole end to facilitate the, 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 um, the wheelchair. wheelchair yes, yes, yes. Sorry, um, I mean, but people will be asked to move yeah. their seats, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, that is correct. To, to facilitate yeah. the, the terrace. And the, people but, could have those seats for 30, 40 years, you know. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and it could and, be like a family totally tradition to go to those seats. Totally get that. Totally get that. Yeah, That's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so. But with regard to these, the tickets that are being used for the Terrace View, these are tickets that go on general sale to members and season ticket holders want to buy additional tickets. It's not, it's not taking someone out of a season ticket to put these in there. And look, I totally, I totally believe this is just two years too early. And a, n nobody would have bat an eyelid once the North Stand was built. That is yeah. exactly where I'm coming from. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't I, I, in the north stand first, though, and then if you want to have a, a section well, like that in an well, look, ground, you know, yeah, the only reason I it's think. in the whole end is because there's space on the other side of the of the stadium to actually do this facility. Yeah. Now I haven't seen it. I don't know what they've done with it. I don't. I don't know whether they've just put a, a roof on a concourse. Like to me, sixteen hundred quid sounds like an awful lot of money for a season ticket hold, holder to pay to be freezing in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> And um, just so that you can get ease of access to points, like like, hey, come here. I'm going to be honest with you. I know I don't get over to Villa Park that often, or I haven't in recent years. But I don't know what I even get value if I was going there every week. I don't know what I get value out of sixteen hundred quid for points just to get be able to get ease of access to points. And much not as I love my points, like I don't know yeah. is that is that it? Look, I th I think I think it's fair to say, and I know Paddy, what you've said there is you've made a reasoned a reasoned. Uh, you've given a reason as to why the, the, the club ha has gone with it. I just think it was probably poorly communicated and it's probably, it, it, as you say, it's it's timing. The timing of it is 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 is, is kind of incorrect. Just, just the old time. That's all it is. That's all it is. And look, we're going to have to take some hurt to, to, to get some uh, results. We all know that. We've like any season ticket holder, like myself, has had to put up with Astronomical, yeah, astronomical increments on it, and look, it's it's a struggle for me to justify it to to my own bank balance that I, that I'm paying it. But at the end of the day, my my seats are sacred to me, and and I, I'd be pissed off if my seats were being moved. Like what happened to those guys, um, you know, up the back of the lower hold. But look, it, it there's there's a lot wrong. There is a lot wrong, but I I believe over the next couple of years, with the new stand being built, with with the plans for what will be the new Witten Lane uh, project afterwards. There'll be plenty of tickets for everybody. Mm. Sarko, uh, 
has Sacco somebody who has bought, bought the terrace view and he says they showed a central location. Yeah, but I don't think it was this location. I think, I think as Ad says there, I always thought it was the upper Holt as well, was where the terrace view was going to be as opposed to the lower Holt. So while the central location could be in the upper Holt as well, I am, I actually think it would take something astronomical to convince me that this isn't the wheelchair, the, 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 the wheelchair access ramp uh, or the wheelchair platform, platform yeah. for, for, for wheelchair. Um, and, and uh, accessible fans, I think. Okay. Um, but look, it's, it's, um, yeah, they got to start out the T, I think is the big thing. Got to start out the T because realistically speaking, you aren't going to notice where that platform is when the whole end is full. You're, you're just not. It's not, it sticks out at the moment because the T is out of place, but you're not going to notice it when the whole end is full. And we're not making excuses. Okay. Actually, I just want to say this. We, we haven't made excuses for either things, but Seven Patty are just actually just talking about it to see, to try and reason, to try and figure out why. Why it's be, number one, why the terrace view was brought in right now, just to try and find to see if there is a reason. We could have sat up here and got and spat out piss and ire, you know, for the last 10 minutes. And, and to be honest with you, we've done this off camera, but um, there's enough of that, I think, really. Um, and, and and we agree wholeheartedly with the fact that the away ticket scheme that the, that the terrace view people get is probably unfair, and um, the 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 um where was I going with this, Paddy? What was the next thing I was going to say? <laughs> this because I'm absolutely have to lose it. Oh, and the skipping the ticket, the skipping yeah. the, the 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 season ticket queue, um, is probably a small bit unfair. But look, as you say, if you can afford it, uh, and 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 that's your way of getting a season ticket, more power to you. You know, as I say, um, there's always going to be a, in, instances like that, I suppose. And uh, yeah, it's it, it is what it is, and it's happening now. And it's going to be there in two weeks' time when uh, when when Villa rock up to play their first game in Villa Park. Yes, so I have just done a little bit of googling here, and it's an outdoor terrace, which yeah. is consistent with what I'm looking at here, which is underneath the mosaic on the outside of the upper tier of the whole end. That's that's where that's where the terrace view is. I know for a fact that those seats. That uh, that you're looking at up the back, they are for wheelchair access. Now, whether you can actually look out there from the terrace view, I don't know, but it's definitely not terrace view seating. There's much more of them than would fit into that space. I just have a problem with what they've done aesthetically. It just looks wrong, and yeah, 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 it's, not, yeah. it's not in the middle, so it just kind of, you know, I have a little bit of OCD when it comes to things like that, and it just looks a bit silly. Anyway, that's just. We're, we're, I'm uh, I'm ranting a little bit now, but like it, it the, the the main thing that's bothering me is that we can't see the whole end, and I think the whole end is iconic and should be looked after and make sure that it looks yeah. pristine at all times because that's that's what people associate Villa Park with, and it's it, uh it's uh it's it's important. And look, <laughs> a lot here. Simon says uh this is going to be a long show. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, yeah, yeah, I got. I somebody did message me during the week or whatever. I put it up on Twitter saying, uh, that, like, um, some meme about podcast host forty five minutes into the show saying, right, we'll get straight into it. And uh, they, they they said that I was one of those those podcast hosts, and uh, I'm guilty as charged tonight. But uh, we do have a season preview, Paddy. We spoke about two weeks time when Villa have their first home game. Obviously, this weekend coming, Villa will have their their uh the first game of the new season against Newcastle, and we'll be doing a standalone preview for that. So without getting into the molecular details of each game and specifically that one, Paddy, this is a season to be excited about, I think. Um, I don't think we're finished in the transfer market just yet. I think there's probably one, maybe two more signings to come. 
albeit that there is rumor or there is rumblings coming out every time Una Emery is asked that he's absolutely happy as Larry with everything. Um, you know, I think that there is opportunities there, and I think it's always just this posturing that goes on. Um, you know, without uh, you know, you want to go into the season telling everybody that you've answered all the questions that you had prior to the yeah. to uh to or at the end of last season. And I think to be honest with you, to Una Emery, bar another central striker. I think he probably has answered all those questions, Paddy. But what's your? What, I suppose talk to me about where the actual squad s- stands in your mind at this moment in time as we look forward towards twenty twenty three twenty four. Well, I, I think regardless to what I say is, um, so we, we're we're here on the seventh of August. There is a whole lot of rumblings and stuff that's still going on behind the scenes, and um, there's a number of changes that are going to be made. But as things stand, we're in a really good place. Um, I do believe, and we've said it many times here, that there are a couple of signings we'd like to see. We'd definitely like to see another striker. We'd definitely like to see another right-back. Um, not to be all and end all of the right-back, I do believe we need another striker. Um, I think pre-season has been absolutely excellent. We couldn't have wanted for more. Um, the, like our, our, what, what are we into now? This is our fifth season back in... Our fourth season, is it? Back in... Fourth. Fourth. Fourth, mm-hmm. So it, it's probably the most prepared we've been of, of all the seasons back in the Premier League. It, it, it makes uh, it, it makes for pleasant reading and, and viewing to see how organised we are, how well the team have played in pre-season. Yes, I know we've shipped goals, but we're, when you're making changes left, right and centre, that happens. But, you know, it's down to the business end now. We're, we're heading into... Um, what what would be a cauldron? I would imagine in in uh, St James's Park at the weekend. But I think I think we're in a really good place. I think the additions are making us stronger. Um, we're going to see another couple go out. I think we might see um Aaron Ramsey leave. Uh, rumors today of Diego Carlos being out the door. Walk to me with that uh, one, Paddy. You yes. happen to mention uh, half. Thing to me yesterday about that. Mm. Well, there's an understanding that a club um, is has tabled a bid for Diego Carlos, and I think there's some negotiations going on to whether the bid is good enough or not, or they want more money. But uh, it, it, it's like it, it says to me that he's disposable. Um, I did say last week that I thought that. He probably had the weaker of, of the games throughout the the the, the um throughout the US tour, let's say. Um so let let's uh let's let's see what happens in the coming days. Um if if it's a case that he's on the way out, good luck to him. But I'd I'd equally be happy to see him stick around and see what he's made of and see if we can get him up to speed. Like I said last week, I felt he was watching that injury. That that's just my uh, uneducated view of what was happening, but uh, yeah, someone says it in the comments. In, Inter Inter Milan have been sniffing around this one, so if they offer enough, maybe he will go out the door. And um, we know that they're further along with the negotiations with Aaron Ramsey as well, which will ultimately mean that we'll probably see more coming in because we we will probably need plenty of cover. I know he likes two people for all um, mm. positions, so I would imagine. He wants four centre halves and four first choice centre halves. Now, Callum Chambers has played himself into the equation. I think over the preseason he's done very well. He hasn't let us down. 
obviously scored a, an OG that can happen to everybody and anybody. Um, happens to the best of players. Many did Richard Dunn get his, in his career, there but uh, yeah, Ezri Konza has obviously put his hand up to say, you know, um, I'm still here. I still believe I'm first choice. I, he has been absolutely incredible all preseason. And um, reading between the lines, he's been an, an utmost professional, despite the fact that his his position is definitely under threat. So, um, if if Diego Carlos was to go out, that's that's one position I would definitely say we, we're going to strengthen on. And maybe he has somebody lined up to come in already. Who knows? Um, if if it doesn't happen, I'd be equally as happy because. You know, I, I do believe we bought a really good player there. He just got a really, really unfortunate injury. And uh, part of me says, okay, if he's not happy with him, let him go. If, uh, But the other half of me, I'm probably a stronger than half of me, really wants him to stay and see if we can uh, get 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 him back to what he was before that injury. Um, and, and then on the other hand, you know, he's over 30 now as well. So maybe... Maybe it's a question of look. Let's uh, let's cash in here if this offer is good enough. Yeah, look, uh, I'm torn. I'm not sure he leaves. I don't think he leaves. Actually, I'll be honest with you. Unless the, unless the offer, unless like someone's going to offer us twenty five million or or whatever, you know, for him, and we recoup most of our money back. Just don't think he leaves. But I feel I often have this this tale of somebody who and, and as I say it now I can't think of somebody but somebody who just never really got going for them at Villa and then they were probably shipped on that bit too early or circumstances dictated that they didn't fit in um, mm. and, and like, yeah uh, like like some of you might be listening to the podcast quite a while I was on doing a Diego Carlos um, scouting series and news broke by F- and this is before we even linked with him Fabrizio Romano broke Aston Villa has just signed Diego Carlos out of the blue out of nowhere live when we were doing the podcast I was here and I was doing the podcast talking away didn't listen to the comments next thing I opened up the comments there was about 40 of them there going who's going to tell Neil he signed 3 or 4 minutes ago and I was like he signed he signed yeah so um yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't know if I don't know if he leaves. I don't think he does leave. I don't think he leaves at all. I think, um, I think we need him, and uh, I don't think the club would absolutely need to sell him. But maybe the player wants to go. Maybe the player sees his pathway blocked as well. And uh, it's one I will keep an eye on because it didn't cross my radar that he could be somebody who could go out. Um, until obviously this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Rumor was flying around the internet today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll keep an eye on it anyway, for sure. But talking about the rest of our squad, Paddy, 
Um, how do you think? As as I say, like, uh, do you do you can are you as confident as me that there will be a striker will come in between now and the end of the season? Now and the end of the transfer window, I would be totally shocked if it doesn't happen. I I really believe that is his. Uh, that that is his troublesome one that he just needs one more body in that position. Be that Doku, be it somebody else, whoever whoever it is, he chooses to 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 bolster the attacking options. Um, and look, we we might we might see more people go out to 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 balance things up and make sure that we're not going over the twenty five bodies that are required because the last thing you want is fellas sitting around twiddling their thumbs that can't play. Um, so. I, I do believe that the business isn't done until he says it's done. I believe that he told us it was done. It was done. He hasn't done that. Um, you know, he's he's come out and said he, he's he's happy with the goalkeeping situation, and he's given he's given uh, a vote of confidence to um, to Olsen. That's fine. If he thinks he's up to the job, he's the one that's going to have to take the stick if it, if it goes pear shaped and and Emmy Martinez gets injured or anything like that. Touch wood, it doesn't happen. Mm. But uh, like. I, I think this is as strong as I remember us being in the Premier League. Like, even if you go back to um, what we'd call the best period of the Premier League, when it started, then again in 98, 99 times, and then 2009, 2010. We went through those seasons being nearly men uh, for Champions League football and, and, and obviously the fourth season being, being a title contender. But going to the well with the same 13, 14 players, the game has changed beyond belief. And and even at that time, the game had changed. If, if we'd have had 15, 16 players that we could have called on to strengthen things up and switch things up on a match day, things might have been so much different. So here we are uh, heading into 23, 24 with a really, really, really strong squad. Um, obviously, I did say, I, I do believe we're light up top, I do believe that's that has to be the focus in the next couple of weeks is to get someone in to put pressure on Ollie Watkins and keep mm. him on his toes. And and then of course we don't have an obvious out and out right back. Um and I do believe they will try before things get resolved with whatever he wants to do is fresh Nada, is that how you pronounce his name? It is now. It is now. All right, okay, so now. We, I, re I reckon if we got him in at a reasonable fee, that would be done and dusted before the transfer window is done. Um, I do believe you have a scouting series ready for him, do you? I, I, I meant to do it before I went away on holidays, but uh, <laughs> it just didn't get it in there or not. Matthew Long, thank you so much for that. Matthew says we need a striker and lack uh, depth at right back. As Paddy said, the goalkeeper would be the cherry in the top. And cheers to the new season. Thank you so much, Matthew. Uh, really, really appreciate that. Um, everybody knows my view, or maybe those of you that don't listen to the podcast or new listeners to the podcast, because we've had 10% of our followers that we currently have at this moment in time only started following us in the last 28 days. That's mind-blowing. So like, we're out, all of a sudden, like I remember we're celebrating that we got we got to 5,000 followers, and I just woke up one day, and all of a sudden, we were on 6,100 6, or something. So thank you so much to all the new new uh, sub subscribers to the podcast, and I hope you're enjoying it so far, and I hope we're meeting the needs of your Aston Villa content. It uh, needs, should I say. Um, but where was I going again, Paddy? Oh, yes. If everybody has listened to the uh, to this podcast for a while, you will know that I just have a sneaking suspicion that there's going to be an older type of striker come in here. Um, 
And I've, I just, I've always had it. I've always had this feeling since Una Emery came in the door that we we're going to snap up a wily old fox who can just kind of come in and cover minutes and be something different and be that guy that's, you know, everybody, can, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we're going to sign like, a, a, you know, somebody that's completely over the top. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone who came in 30, 31, that was looking for another shot at Europe. Um, I don't know who this person is. I would have, I would not have said no to somebody like an Aiden Jekyll, but I obviously he's too far down the the age profile. I think for me, um, yeah. but I'm I'm thinking somebody somebody to to, to come in a, a, an older type player. And once again, I do not have a clue who who that person would be. But I just have this sneaking suspicion, this inkling in the back of my mind that there's uh, a cheap deal to be done there to bring in somebody that at the end of the season we will be looking back and go. Jesus, wasn't he? Wasn't that a great five million spent? You know, because yeah. he he came up with like six or seven good goals when we needed them. Um, where did um, Where did Olivier Giroud go? Still with still with Milan. You know, I love him. You know how much I love him. I'm a Most big fan of him. him. I'm a big fan of him. No, I'm, I'm not a big fan of him. I bloody hate him because he he always seems to break <laughs> my heart every time I, I look at him. But uh, you know, give give me him any day of the week. <laughs> you know, if we got him at the right price for a couple of years to do a job for us. Even if he wasn't starting every game, I'd be delighted to see him come in. Yeah, it's like, well, he's definitely staying at Milan anyway. And, 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 you know, talk about the good business we've done. Milan have done some sneaky good business after getting rid of Tonali. Well, not rid, after selling Tonali against their, uh, against his wishes. They've done some sneaky good business as well, but this isn't a Milan podcast. But I don't know who that striker would be, Paddy. And that's for Manchi and for, for Johan Lang and for, um, for Unai Emery to come up with. Now, alternatively, they could go with somebody younger, like I'm seeing Jonathan David here in the comments. You guys know me too well. I'm I'm beating the drum for Jonathan David for the last 18 months to come to Aston Villa. Um, I just think that he is, and, and, and people gave it to me in the neck over his performances uh, for Canada in the World Cup. I still stand for, stand for him and say that Jonathan David is a really good striker. Um, and he's proved it at Lille. He's proved it actually everywhere he's been in Europe so far uh, by scoring goals. Um but uh, I don't think he's the man that comes in the door. If he does, once yeah. again, the pants will come off, exactly. and um, and it will be a, a a lively podcast, put it that way. But I just think that there is a striker to come in here. That the right back situation that you mentioned there, Paddy, about Fresneda, um, that would be cool because he's a footballing hipster, um player like it would be great like it would get a lot of players in the content it would get a lot of players in media it would get a lot of players look and, and i'm going to say this fully understanding the fact that this is on youtube and what i'm going to say might sound a small bit hypocritical but the new shift in media as we've seen in sky sports like they've got your man togden in there all these guys have buzzword players and buzzword names as opposed to maybe the cargers and the, and the nevilles that are there and a lot of like it would get people talking about Aston Villa in a different breath by signing one of these players that was number one supposed to have signed for Arsenal, then was supposed to have signed for Dortmund, then was supposed to have signed for Barcelona. Aston Villa were to come in and and and, and snag him at right back. You know, that gets people talking about. It. And once again, we spoke about brand building. We spoke about about, about things previously, about uh from the operational side and the and the financial money making side of things. There's also a perception thing as well. And if Aston Villa can start, if they've also they've won the perception battle already with the Abbey, beating out uh, Saudi Arabian uh, Saudi Arabian clubs. They've won it with Pau Torres. You know, Man United couldn't get it over the, over the line last season, and Yuri Thielman's on free. 
you know? So they've done really good business already this season. And then to cap it off with getting a real young starlet that was on everybody's lips to go to, 19 years of age, I think, that was on everybody's lips to go to top Premier or top um, Euro, uh, Champions League clubs. That would be another statement signing. Now, I'm not in for statement signings. I mean, for good players who come in here and make the team better. And I think, Paddy, that would be a huge one if we were to get it over the line. I also, I also am not ruling out another midfielder. I'm not ruling out. I, I, I think there's too much yeah. in this Tyler Adams stuff. Oh, no. I wouldn't rule anything out, but it, like you're asking me what I think we need. That, that's oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, I would, I wouldn't rule out. You know, the professor doing anything with his team. You know, there's still a lot of talk about Luca Dean going to, to Saudi Arabia as well. So, like anything is possible here, um, and the fact that he he kept playing Pau Torres at left back was was making me think maybe there is something in this. So, there's there's a lot that could happen. So, you know, it's still very early. I don't I don't remember has the league ever started this early before the transfer window. We'll effectively have played. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure so what? Is. Did they not start it earlier last season? It did start earlier last year, yeah, because the, um, or was it the year before it ran a whole lot later because of COVID? I can't remember. Anyway, it's, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of managers would prefer to be kicking off the season with a closed, so they know exactly what they're dealing with for the season. Um, We we could, we could be starting players um, on Saturday that mightn't, mightn't see the 31st of August with us. So, It'll be uh, it'll be really really interesting to see yeah. what what we like. I, I I just have this opinion that I feel if he's going to get something done, it's going to be done this week because that's the kind of person he is. He likes he likes to have everything done and dusted. He like he's meticulous in everything he does. So I'm sure he'd rather have the people in starting the season that are uh, are, are the ones that he's going to rely on rather rather than trying to panic buy towards the back end of, of this month. I don't know. Put it this way, if we go to Luzerne or Hibs and we're 4-0 up after the first leg, I bet you there's a sign-in comes in before the 31st of August <laughs> or whenever, whenever it closes because I know we're playing. So that, that to me, when does the transfer window close? Um, 31st of uh, August, it closes. The so day we'll, I, be playing, we'll be playing the night of, so... No, it's sorry, it, it, it closes on the 1st, as far as I know, the Friday night, and we play Liverpool uh, on the Sunday. Sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it closes. Uh, doesn't even tell me here now. Yeah, so that there you go. Uh, I think a deal will be lined up. Uh, consequent of us of us getting into the group stages of the Europa League, and that's where I think our striker comes. Mm. That's when I think our. Uh, just to, as well to clarify, because I see some people asking me where would a new midfielder play. Uh, he won't. I think if we sign a midfielder, I think we could easily. I think we probably will do it. Then Dunker on this and sign a midfielder for somewhere between 15, 13 to twenty million. And there will be a squad rotational player because that's what good teams do. And I don't think 20 million in the greater scheme of things. When you see Chelsea have now bought tons of young players for 20 million and will have them, you know, essentially basting, waiting to be to be ready to to, to spring, whether they're out on loan or whatever. I, I think I, I, I don't see it being a barrier to Aston Villa. Um, I don't, I'm not not 100 sure it'll happen, but I don't see it be a barrier to to the squad building at Aston Villa. Considering we've got four centre halves that are all worth a pretty penny at this moment in time, you know, and arguably yeah. the two of them on the bench would be our two most expensive centre halves. Uh, come Newcastle at the weekend, so I, I, I 
I think we just want to future proof that midfield. I think I think for sure. Um, but uh, as I say, it's just a little folly of mine. I do think the striker is 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 more uh, prevalent. Paddy, you know, I'm I we haven't even, we're not going to go down game by game or anything like that. We're not going to look, but you know, with any of these um, preseason um, podcasty things or preview podcasty things that we do. We always want to talk about where do you think the club are going to finish. Now, I can hear you, but I've got an alarm here that's just going to go off in a moment, so I need to plug this in. Uh, baby monitor, should I say? So I can hear you, but where do you think Aston Villa, what do you think a realistic position for the, the, that you would have for Aston Villa to finish in this season? Well, now now I have to decide how I, I drag out this answer because it's it's fairly straightforward. Um, I believe... <laughs> that was quick. I didn't even answer. Um I believe we will finish in a similar situation to where we were last year. I, I've, I've a feeling we will finish in the European places, most likely sixth or seventh. That's the way because we will, we will see a Chelsea or a Spurs coming at us hot and 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 put the pressure on. But our main concern is to get people to drop out of there. So to be better than Brighton, to be better than Newcastle, main maybe, um, is where we squeeze into the the higher positions. This is a huge season for the Premier League for, for those who are, let's say, not previous winners because all of a sudden you've got an extra position in the Champions League. So fifth place gets you Champions League this year due to the expansion of the competition the following season. Mm. So for me, if we got fifth, I think that would be a monumental finish to our season. But I would gladly take sixth if it means we win a cup as well. I think I think that's important to get a little bit of a celebration, a little bit of happiness around the club. I take seven again if we won the Conference League and get us into the Europa League, just to take that step up. But I do believe we have what it takes. I do believe we have a manager that will push us on, and I I expect at least a one place improvement. So let let's nail my colours to the mast and say they were going to finish sixth. So I, I think Villa could finish sixth as well. Now, Paddy, I'm going to challenge you in something. By challenge, I'm going to ask uh, a question that you're going to find a small little bit difficult to answer for different reasons. Why do you think Spurs are going to come back at and be um, a force in the league this season? Because I, obviously, and the reason I'm saying this is because Ange Postacoglu is over them. You've seen he did a great job at Celtic and, uh, and so on. People are assuming he's going to be just that good in the Premier League. I'm not 100% sure, but then again, what the hell do I know about him? Well, I, I mainly name-checked Chelsea there. If you go back and listen to what I said, I do believe that Chelsea... Oh, no, you, yeah, yeah, no, sorry, you, you, yeah. you did. And I believe I, I agree with you. I think Chelsea... And, and better Spurs manager. Will, That's why I was Spurs, that, yeah. yeah. Spurs will definitely finish higher than they were last year. The problem with Spurs is they expect more and... This project of Ange Postacoglu, which took a year to get going with Celtic as well. Spurs don't give people a year. The fans give give them three or four games and they want people out. They're 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 a weird breed of fan when it comes to their manager. So I've got to come for me now, Petty. <laughs> I should have let bring him on. <laughs> um but look, Ange Postacoglu has has done absolute wonders in in what I've seen in, in the few years at Celtic. The way he has got them playing, what he instills into a team is a never-stop philosophy. 
you cannot tune out for two seconds or you're off that pitch. That's the way he works. It's absolutely relentless. His motto is, we never stop. It's, it's, mm. it's actually brilliant to watch. It's a brilliant system. It works really, really well. Whether the big, bigger players at Spurs buy into it would be my concern. I'd say he wants Harry Kane out of there and, and start a rebuild without him. I think that would be the best thing that would happen to him. So that, that's why you're coming for me now, Paddy. They're definitely coming for me now after you've said that. <laughs> no, but, but look, it's obvious they're trying to get as much money as they can. Will at I some know, stage, yeah, yeah. win at some stage, they will press the red button and go, yeah, send the money. He's on his way. That will happen. I know it'll happen. We all know it'll happen. Or else somebody else is going to come in and go, oh, all of a sudden, oh, who was it? Any, any Aloku's philosophy? Somebody else comes in looking for Harry Kane and next thing, uh, Bayern Munich go, look how much do you want? And, and he'll go. But I think that is the most important thing that will happen to Spurs this year is that he leaves because that will bring the project on a little bit quicker than, uh, than I envisage it will happen with Harry Kane in there because he's definitely not going to be given the money to 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 make things better by Daniel Levy anyway, that's for sure. Uh, like, like, okay, now I'm going to be deserving of the Spurs fans probably coming at me now, but their owner, Joe Lewis, uh, has just been done for insider training over in the United States. He's going to have a big, long battle and he sends a long, costly battle. Now, I know he's got money to burn over there, but you know, 100 million for Harry Kane... Will they see 100 million for Harry Kane be, be go back in? Like they've done it with Bale as well before. You know, they've sold a big player. They've tried to replace him with five, six players or whatever it was. Um, it's going to need a bit of a thought process. Uh, Matt Hayes um, from the, the, the Tottenham Football Blog has been on this podcast two or three times previously. Really great time. Good, good man of mine. Uh, Matt, yeah. really measured view. Um, I'd like actually. I'd like to talk to him about this because it's so. It's they're a club this season that I uh, I don't know what to make of them, and they're in a bit of flux with Harry Kane at the moment. I I don't see him going, but I also don't see him signing a new contract. And I think if he leaves in a free, oh boy, they'll burn. They will That's absolutely burn the new stadium to the ground. They'll burn yeah. Daniel Levy in it. I think if he yeah. if they go for yeah. nothing, you know. It's, it's uh, like something has to be sorted out with it. You think? I, I think so. Like, and it's funny. Levy normally is 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 a, is a shoot operator, but he doesn't hold many of the cards in this one. I don't think. I don't think he holds many of the cards, mm-hmm. and it's his fault he doesn't hold many of the cards because yeah, uh, yeah for different different reasons. Anyway, this isn't the Spurs podcast. This is an Aston Villa podcast. But you mentioned Chelsea there as well. It's more of a season season review. We will get on. I, I, I suppose let's talk small a little bit about that because uh, obviously they're spending like drunken sailors. They recoup money like um, uh, a, a good bit as well. But Pochettino coming in there like that's kind of gone under the radar a small little bit. Well, it has for me anyway. I just sometimes forget and I go, oh yeah, Pochettino's in there. He immediately makes them fifteen to twenty points better off than they were last season before a player is bought. Um, mm-hmm. you, you you think that as well? I know. Well, I know. Since based on what you said there previously, I and mean, the reason we're talking about this is obviously teams that have improved to finish above us. You think that? Yeah. You think that, that just him alone is good enough for Chelsea? Do you? Because because I kind of do. Yeah. Look, he's he's a world class manager, world class coach. He. He has a, a good philosophy on coaching in that he doesn't accept um, that that one player is better than another. He, his his philosophy is that all everything is is a cog that 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 wheels together, and if you don't wheel as a part of that machine, you're out the door. That's the way he operates. So he he is going to be a big a big gain for them, but 
they they need to they need to shift bodies. They need to they need to sort out all, all of their their roster like because it's just so bloody big, you know. You can, they they can't they can't ruin his philosophy on football with that many players trying to keep happy. That many big players trying to to keep happy is what I mean. Yeah. Well, Dara just joined and he said, sorry, just joined. Have you got to Liverpool winning the league yet? We haven't mentioned Liverpool because they finished above Aston Villa last season. So we're talking about teams that are going to Well, I technically did mention them when I said teams that had previously won the league. So that was what I meant by that. So, and and I think, I think the, yeah, I think the business they've done has been really good. Um, Really good, especially in that midfield, in the midfield region. Um, Getting back to Aston Villa, Paddy Cups. We've got Mr. Cup. Although he wasn't against Stevenage last season, we've got Mr. Cup winner um, Unai Emery in, and I think he took that defeat last season a bit to heart. Um, I, I see us going bang out for a cup this season. I just really do, and I know everybody says it every year, going, "Oh, yeah, I'd love to win a cup." Like, do you ever really believe that you can go win a cup? But we have a we have a a, a manager that's that's just proven he can win cups. Like whether it's the Europa Conference League, whether it's the League Cup, whether it's the FA Cup, uh, I don't think we win the FA Cup. I think teams take it too seriously now, and that's not denigrating Aston Villa. But you need luck of the draw essentially. Um, yeah. But I think I think uh, of all the three cups, the Europa Conference League is there to be won. Like I think it's there to be won by anyone. It's the most. It's it, to me, it's probably the most uh, competitive. Uh, European competition, which is amazing because I remember when it's announced, I pres- I have not gone back to listen to the podcast, but I would imagine if I go back and listen to it, I probably said it was a lot of shite and we didn't need it. <laughs> but, you know, it's turned out to be an incredibly um, competitive uh, tournament. Uh, but I yeah. think that we can go. I, th- I think that there's, you know, that if we get into the group stages and it's not a given, you know, this man knows how to get far in cups and, and, and uh, he's done it uh, against better opposition with arguably, a, you know, lesser talent in the squad at Sevilla um, and that's very arguable now I know but still it's, um, it's something I think team that we should all be looking forward to or should we are we getting out of our skis um, but look it's it's a difficult conversation to, 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 to there's an argument on either side and, and my my concern is isn't there teams that drop out of the Europa League into this competition in February isn't that yeah. how it works yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you if you say if, if you look at the bookies now the bookies will tell you that Eintracht Frankfurt are the favourites for this tournament and we're second. That's what the bookies are saying. So um that that argument is flawed by the fact that you could have world beaters, former Champions League winners dropping out of the Europa League into the Conference League and really putting the cat amongst the pigeons later on. So you don't know what's gonna happen in February or March. All we've got to do is give ourselves a fighting chance by the time it comes around that we don't have to play any, um, like if you, if you remember, Man United came in and played a, a a playoff game. Was that the Europa League last year that they lost in? I don't know. One, uh, like it, 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 it just it, it. The whole thing is so complicated. Like you were watching the draw today. Why do they have to complicate things so much? It's just yeah. bonkers, yeah. absolutely bonkers. Spend more time looking at fellas in suits on stage than than telling us what's actually happening. Yeah. So. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot going on with, with this tournament, and my concern is what comes in in uh, in February. But I do believe we have enough to go as far as possible in this. I'm not saying we're going to win it, but I definitely think we'll be there at the business end, semi final or final stage. Oh, I, th- I think I think if we get into the group stages. I think you have to think that way. You know, with with Rangers getting so far in there previously, with um, 
um with with West Ham winning it last year you know um there's there's depending on what way it goes you know there's there's a gateway that opens up but then does it have a detrimental effect on your league performance once again we've got a manager who's used to playing Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday mm -hmm. throughout all his career um so uh once again that will be where this 20 this 15 to 20 million pound midfielder that comes in and is a rotational player would fit in uh, and also where the striker um would fit in like if we were to go away and get that that a striker maybe spent 20 25 million on a striker and i know look they're two big numbers for a club like aston villa to go around for spend another 45 million in the greater scheme of things it's not but i'm talking about where villa are potentially in an ffp situation no one wants to talk about it i certainly don't bring it up when I, whenever i'm talking about these players but let's say let's just say unai goes back and raids betty's for Borja Iglesias, something like that you know their striker i think he scored double figures in the last four seasons in la liga um big guy six foot two uh, might do a scouting series on him for the cracks since I've just brought up his name. Um, let's just say that happens, you know. Um, that's where we're going to need the squad strength. He's a completely different striker than anyone we have at this moment in time. That's why I've brought him up. Um, but but I, 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 think, I think we should be hopeful more so than expectant, I think, with regards to that. Now, of all the Cups, I've always said it, of all the Cups that we're going to be in, I don't, it's the FA Cup is for me. FA Cup is special. I think yeah. if Villa were to win the FA Cup, there would be, there, you know, that'd be a big one. There, there could be tears shed, um, because yeah. it's just, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's the cup that I always kind of grew up wanting to win as, as, as a fan, and I think it's, uh, I, I think it would be great. Like it's fifty-seven it's the last. Well, if you, if you if you said to me you can have the FA Cup or the Conference League, it's the FA Cup for me all day long. I think so too. Ma mainly, probably due due to our age profile that we grew up being. Probably the FA Cup was the highlight of the year because it was the one day of the year that football started at nine o'clock in the morning and went till about nine o'clock at night with all the, the different programmes around it, the different people interviewed. It was just the greatest day of the year. I've had two FA Cup finals with Aston Villa and they're two of the hardest days I have to talk about. You know, that that the old Wembley against... Chelsea and then a few years ago against Arsenal losing 4 0 absolutely broke me. Um I've also had two uh Carling Cup and uh Carabao Cup where the referee absolutely broke me against Man United in twenty ten when not sending off Vidic. And then the linesman gave a corner that Man City scored from in the one three years ago. So it's it's been nothing but heartache getting to cup finals. Now Obviously, I was lucky enough to be there the last time we won it against Leeds in 1996, and that was probably the most amazing day as an Aston Villa fan. And I love, I love to see sports like like your game, American football, where literally anything can happen and a team can go on a run and win win a Super Bowl, and it gets mixed up every year, and you don't get people winning four in a row or five in a row or anything like that. No, we we teams winning four in a row here, Paddy, don't we? Get out of the last the two of us with our GA teams. Jesus, that's a, that's an Irish joke. No one's gonna get that anyway. But go on. I think yeah, I love it, it looks, personally. It, it just it just would be great for us and and any other team that doesn't normally win. Like Newcastle is a prime example. Absolutely starved of, of trophies. Um, you know, there's there's three or four generations of people there that that have never seen them win a trophy. Mm. and came so close again this year so there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there to, to try and win these cups it's going to be difficult and i'm certainly not taking it for granted that we'll be we'll be at the business end 
But I, I do think with a little bit of luck, we could be at the business end of the Conference League. Paddy, who's going to be our top scorer? Our top scorer this year? Well, <laughs> that's uh, that's probably a question to ask me before we play Liverpool on the 2nd of September. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I, I, I think it's going to be Ollie Watkins again. I think Ollie Watkins is... Well, is if, if nothing else happens, it's Ollie Watkins. But yeah. if, if we put it to you this way, with, with, with the firepower we now have of fellas breaking into the box, I believe we're going to get a good few penalties this year. So if we brought in another striker to <laughs> penalties, that, that could, he's not that could taking them. Walking. <laughs> he's, not, he's not taking them. He's not taking them. Even, even, I'm, even I'm not too sure he should be taking penalties as well. But yeah, uh, I agree. Who do you think is going to score Aston Villa's first goal, Paddy? Why not just do something bonkers? Like, first uh, goal of the season, I am going to say, comes from a set piece and Tyrone Mings at the back post with a header. We'd love it. We'd love it. I'm actually. I'm going to say. I'm going to say first goal of the season is going to be scored by Dougie Louise. No reason other than yeah. first person just came into my mind. Um, I think he's been our best player in in preseason. Um, and I think he's really reaching really good levels. Um, he's re- the the level of play that he's played with since Unai Emery has come in here, and the fact that he's with this with stayed with the club, I think he's going to get better this year. And I think we will be fielding some serious offers for him next season without bringing the, the, the tone down. But I think he's getting to that level as a 24, 25 year old. That next year, I think we'll field some serious, serious offers for him. Um, and it's up to Aston Villa to be in a position whereby we can keep him because we're on the progressive, uh, on the progressive nature. Paddy, who's going to get Aston Villa's first red card? Jeez. <laughs> uh, God, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I have um, someone. That that would be a difficult one to pick. That like that that could be a, a last man pulled down on 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 playing the high line or something like that. But yeah, that's a that's a difficult one. Um, th- there's very few fiery characters in there. Um, yeah, that that that's a difficult one to answer. I'm gonna go with Luca Dean. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Luca Dean, and I'm gonna go with Luca Dean. Fella gets around him, breaking in towards the box, and Luca Dean just. Cleaves him from behind. I just have it's a premonition that I've had. Uh, he's going to get our first strike card um, yeah. of the season. I, I really, I really hope there's not too many of them. I hope there's none of them. Yeah, but it's just it's it's a bit of fun. Paddy, what manager is going to get sacked first in the league? Uh, sacked first or leave his job first? <clears throat> Either or. Which manager will be the first not to be the manager of their team this season? I I envisage before this transfer window ends, Lapetegi be gone from Wolves. Yeah. I've, I, on his hey, terms, not, with, not from the club, on his terms. With the length of this podcast, I envisage before the end of this podcast, Paddy Lapetegui could be gone. Um, <laughs> gone from Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Wolves are in disarray. I'm sorry to say it if we've got any of our uh, of our, our, our black country brethren um, uh, listening and to I, this. I, 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 don't, I, don't care, I don't care what anyone's dislike of Wolves is. It's good for the region to have yeah. teams in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, and you know the the, the question the question as I f- why I phrased it that way was I do yeah, believe yeah. that David Moyes could go as well, but I think Lapetegi will walk before the season starts. I I think there's potential there for Lapetegi to do a Martin O'Neill did to us, um, even this week. So 
it'll be interesting to see. I think it will be. Yeah, yeah, I think it will be. Um, what player that has obviously in the window isn't shut, but what player that that has been signed into the Premier League, Paddy, from outside the Premier League, you're most looking forward to seeing that isn't an Aston Villa player? Um, I've honestly no idea. You know, the the like generally the ones that you expect to see something magic from doesn't happen. I know last year was a little bit different because we knew Haaland was going to be a success. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see the transition of uh, Onana in the in Man United to see if he's up for the the Premier League pace and the Got pressure. The weekend, yeah, did you see that he did. So, like, Man United have have had. We discussed this in the last week or so, where I said, you know, Taibi, Bosnich, all these high-profile keepers come in and didn't work out and their careers nearly fell through the floor afterwards. So um, that that one for me is the most interesting one, I think, that is to see if he can adjust to playing in that uh, in that in that Man United team and playing in the Premier League w- would be. But there's, there's a whole lot of super players coming in. Um, did... Did they did Man City announce Gavidal or whatever way you pronounce it? Is that done? Uh, no, not yet, but it's it's more yeah. or less. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's more yeah. or less done. Um, um and, and having having said about um Onana being up to the pace to see how Tonali does for for Newcastle, I think it'd be a huge shout as well. He he's the potential to light up the Premier League for me, but if he's not up to the pace, let's see what happens. I'm looking forward to seeing Liverpool signing, uh, whose name I'm going to absolutely butcher, Dominic Soboslai, um, the guy they signed from um, Leipzig. On his day, he is like like he's box office. He's Martin Gams Pedersen on crack cocaine is what he is uh, for highlights um, and for a highlight real player. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I think um, in Cuckoo as well, the Chelsea signed. Um, I think yeah. he's going to be a pretty decent player. But the t- the player that I'm really looking forward to seeing if he can cut it because he's had a meteoric rise is uh, Hyland, the guy that signed for for Manchester United. Um, because I'm of the belief that uh, you know Manchester United having a proper centre forward was always mm-hmm. a thing we had when we, were, when we were growing up, and I fucking hated it. But when they didn't, when they haven't had one for so long, it kind of feels like there's something missing in the Premier League. And uh, albeit I still want them to fail and drop like a stone through the league, don't get me wrong. Um, I think that they might have got a good one. I think they might have got a good one there in, in Highland. Albeit he's had a meteoric rise. Let's see, can he bring it on to the next level? No. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing him if he is if he is somebody that's that's. But realistically, like I know I mentioned outside of Aston Villa, my the, the player I really want to see in the Premier League this season is Musa Diaby because I just think he's electric. I think he's absolutely Mister Box Office, and yeah. uh, and 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 I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing him. And that's my real answer. But I phrased the question the opposite way. Um, yeah. Paddy, who's going to win the league? Who is going to win the league? I just can't see past Man City. I just can't. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I would like to see someone break that. Stop the... What, what, how many in a row have they won now? Two or three, is it? Whatever. It's just... It's not good for the game. It's not good for the game. And, and you know, I'd like, I'd like to see the, the league come out and punish them for those 115... Uh, things that they've allegedly done wrong, um, but I, I do think Arsenal will push them. Um, there was 
what a lot of people I saw called them out for over celebration of yesterday. I think yesterday was just laying down a marker and they were happy to have one up on Manchester City going into the new season. And they're right to celebrate it. No matter what you win, celebrate it and enjoy it. Yeah. That's 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 just look, I, I, I would love Villa to be playing in, in a community shield because that means we've done something. Yeah. So so they 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 won the honour to be there to be playing playing Man City in, in that and uh and they beat them yesterday on penalties, which was great. So um I would like to see someone else do it, but I just can't see past it. They're just they're a machine, absolute machine, and I think I think any type of punishment would really hurt their future. But let's just see if the league have the balls and the evidence to stand to to stand up against them and uh, the court of arbitration for sport, which they'll no doubt go to when when this is all brought in. So mm. there's a, there's a lot to consider with it. If 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 anything else happens with with regard to that, if there was a point deduction, somebody else is going to win the league. I do believe that, but um, I do believe Man City will, as things stand, walk it. Uh, I think I think Liverpool. I think Liverpool have started out midfield. I think they've got another defensive signing up their sleeve for the end of the year. Somebody like a Castellan, Lukaku, uh, from from Leon, something along those lines. A young. Uh, a young up and coming player that they're going to snag for something in the region of 20, 25, 30 million uh, euros. Um, I think a lot of last season was, uh, you know, Joe Gomez didn't have the finest of seasons last year. I think they struggled because they had no midfield. Um, oh, sorry, I won't say no midfield. At times they they were they were passive in midfield. I think now they've brought in, uh, all, you know, um, McAllister and, and they're probably not finished in midfield either yet uh, and so as I mentioned there previously and somebody else whose name escapes me um, at the moment, their firepower is huge, they have the best strike force in the Premier League, Liverpool, like they have strikers and wingers for days, like Saturday, or let's just say somebody gets injured, Luis Diaz gets injured, they bring on Diego Jota they have Darwin Nunes they have Cody Gakpo, they have Salah they have all the firepower they need yeah. they need one tightening up defender at the back They've got a really good goalkeeper, and now I think they've got the midfield to to um to uh to really rattle teams. Maybe they don't have the depth of, depth of squad yet, but Curtis Jones is going to be a year older. I think Liverpool are going to be the team this season. I think they're going to be really good, and I think Liverpool are going to win the league. Um, mm. I'm, I'm really just because I didn't want to say Man City, but I think I've made a good enough point. Uh, to, <laughs> I have. To, but their their main concern now is keeping everybody fit because they're still a little it. bit they're still a little bit light, I believe. Player wise, yeah. as in as in squad not big enough with, with 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 proper players of that standard. That that's my opinion on it. I do I do believe they will push on for sure next season and they will be a lot better than they were. Um yeah, it'd be an interesting one, but I still I still believe it'll be Arsenal pushing Man City. I think I think Arsenal are further along in their project and they're a lot more settled. Mm. Paddy. That's gonna do it, I suppose, for our our predictions. Um, for this season, um, I said I was going to name winners of tickets to our live podcast, um, sometime last week, and I said I'd do it on Monday, the 7th of August, and I'm going to do that now to end the podcast. We're going to end the podcast on a happy Great. note. Got a ton of emails, so I decided to try it differently this time. I wanted to get emails, I wanted people to email in and uh, tell me why they wanted the tickets, obviously, prove it with some sort of social media handle, uh, so that we could see that they're a real person. Um, I originally said I was going to give away one set of tickets. I'm going to give away two because there were so many emails that came in and both of them have been picked at random. 
Um, and if you are listening to the podcast, uh, actually, I'm going to sorry, they're going to give away three sets of tickets, three sets of two tickets. Really? I got some, yeah. I, I, I know, Paddy. Must have been, we're talking about how many tickets? How many? Like, how many tickets can we give away? We started off thinking we were only going to give away two. I'm actually going to give away three, and the reason being is because I'm having a fucking heart attack here, Neil. <laughs> because so many people want to come, and fuck it, it's amazing because. We're only two gobs and sticks here that um, they can't believe our luck that, that we managed to sell out the sell, sell out the venue. Um, and the three sets of tickets that I have picked out are one is for a man by the name of Sean Gallagher. If you're listening, Sean, I'm going to contact you via, via email. Well done, Sean. There's going to be two tickets uh, for you on the door. doesn't include accommodation or travel, unfortunately. It doesn't. You'll have to make your own way there and find somewhere to stay in Dublin um, that night. But, Sean, uh, you are going to be the recipient of a, of a set of tickets. You were pulled out at random. Another man by the name of Anthony Harden, if you're listening to the podcast, Anthony, um, you were picked out as well. Uh, two tickets will be there for you. And lastly... And I had to laugh at it because this lady called me Paul, but I but she still got picked out at random to uh, to get a set of tickets. Kira Farrell, you have uh, a set of tickets as well for you, uh, one for you and your partner Michael, who says who <laughs> Kira says that that everything gets put on pause for the team she tantrum, and everyone's told shut up <laughs> when the team she tantrum goes on. So <laughs> it was funny when I was reading through it again afterwards. So um, yeah, so there's going to be two tickets there. So well done, guys. Uh, there was a massive response um, to, 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 to this uh, competition. We originally had uh, four tickets to give away. I'm going to give away a, a second set of tickets. That means my parents can't come, but they're fine. It's grand. They're, they're sick of me as it is. But um, yeah, so uh, congratulations, everybody. Um, there's one one tickets, and um, yeah, as I said, I still can't get over how many people want to come to watch us. Uh, we better start getting, we better start getting a, a, a kind of a, a podcast kind of a, a running a running order and a list of what we're going to do on the, on the night, Paddy, because it's a month away. It's a month away now. It's thirty three days away. We better start getting things in order, shouldn't we? Um, <laughs> you're gone. Can't hear you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, just because we we've had loads of messages from people who want to go but can't get a ticket. If you're not going, please do send us an email. Or if you've bought a ticket and you can't go, you find you can't go, send us an email. We'll put you in touch with someone who's looking for a ticket. Because yeah. literally every every morning I wake up, there's somebody looking for tickets. Yeah. So do not please. buy tickets on Facebook. Oh yeah. Well, like, we put up we put up this competition on Facebook, and suddenly loads of people with two first names were just already like there was twelve people were were selling like four four tickets, and I was looking down and was going. No one bought four tickets themselves to this, like all under the one name. This is a load of nonsense. But don't get caught. Don't get caught that way. Um, because it's um yeah, as I say, uh and, and before someone has a heart attack, some people did actually buy four tickets. I can tell you one off the yeah. top of my head. But yeah, there and, and they all seem to be women for some reason that, that were selling those on, on Facebook. So if somebody was looking to buy a ticket, please uh don't buy them off somebody on Facebook. We will try over the next few weeks because people's circumstances have changed or they may be invited to a wedding or on holidays or whatever in the time that we went on sale. 
if that's happened to you, please do get in touch with us. We, we'll sort them. We'll sort them out with a good home for you, um, which a few people have done already. So that's the easiest way. Michael said, "Guys, I'm sure you'll sell out if you went live in Birmingham. That's the dream. That'd be the dream sometime soon. We'll see. We'll see. Center, uh, center circle, Philip Park." For anyone, yeah, yeah, we can wait with that. Surely, if they have the if the Arsenal fan TV boys can get in there, we can surely get in there. That's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. So, look, this as I say, guys, thanks so much for that. Uh, we're an hour and five minutes. Holy God, uh, we better get away back to back to sleep, Paddy. But uh, thanks so much, everybody, for watching and for listening. And um, if you think you know of anybody who would like the podcast, put them uh, put them our way. Maybe not for this one, because I wouldn't like to introduce anybody into an hour and five minutes of our ramblings tonight. But surely there's one, there's other podcasts they might like that uh, that we've done previously that, that you could put them in contact with. Uh, but thanks so much, everybody, for sticking with us for over 60 minutes tonight. Congratulations as well to the winners of the tickets. Um, any more news that we have on tickets as well, guys, we will let you know ASAP. And thanks so much for all the interest as well. Um, a thumbs up as well before we leave and a click, click on the subscribe button as well. We'll probably be back so tomorrow's Tuesday, Paddy, we'll probably end up being back maybe on Wednesday or so um, to do a to do a preview of the Newcastle game um, and obviously if anything else breaks in the meantime, then we'll be back and we will chat on that as well. But thanks a million for giving us your time today. Uh, we had nearly 7,000 people watch the Europa Conference uh, uh, draw this morning, which was <laughs> madness and and then some of you guys came back for a second helping tonight so we really appreciate your time because there's you can never get that time back and hopefully we've made it worthwhile so see you all again maybe wednesday and uh, until then everybody stay safe stay healthy and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa Podcast Network.